being limitless is about being comfortable with discomfort. Do you think you were comfortable taking your first few steps as a baby? If you think about being a child, you did something uncomfortable every few months. You started to walk when you couldn't. You started to crawl when you couldn't. You started to roll over when you couldn't. You started to put yourself to bed when you couldn't. You started to eat things when you didn't know you could. You started to talk when you didn't know you could. You constantly grew and you grew fast and look what it created. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every single one of you that come back every week to listen, learn and grow. Take a moment to just thank yourself for showing up for yourself by listening today. Whenever you're tuning into On Purpose, you're doing something good for you. You're stepping outside your comfort zone. You're investing in yourself. And so take a moment, take a beat to just honor that. I mean, we're coming to the end of the year now. And I hope that you've had an incredible year of breakthrough, transformation, transition. I hope that this has been a year that you will look back to and remember for all the good things. And if it's been a tough year, then I want to set you up for success next year. And if you've had a great year, I want next year to be an even greater year. So I want you to tune in to all of our episodes up until the end of the year, because I'm going to be giving you the insight on how to make 2023 the most incredible year. Now, it's about this time of year, actually a couple of months ago, when I start preparing for the year ahead. So I spend October, November, December every year working a little bit harder so that I'm feeling better in January, Feb, and March of next year. I find that doing the work this year and pushing myself a little bit more allows me to come back feeling excited, feeling positive, knowing the winds are coming rather than the anxiety and the stress that often comes with the new year. And today I want to talk to you about that because this year when I was doing it and last year when I was doing it, I realized I was really using every bit of resilience and grit that I had. I was pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and that's what I want to talk to you about today is our comfort zone. Our comfort zone makes us feel cozy. It makes us feel warm. And I find that a lot of us during the pandemic, we had to find comfort. We had to find peace. We had to find stability. That was the need of the hour. That was the need of the years. There was a need for each of us to find comfort, to find peace, to find calm, to find stillness. And what I realize is that often we stay in the space we needed last season, right? How many of you feel that, that you've stayed energetically in the space you needed last season, but you can tell that the season is changing. There's new things happening, there's new growth, but there's a level of pace that you've got stuck in. And if you're feeling that way, like, Jay, yeah, I just feel like I've been a bit slower, I've been a bit lethargic, and maybe you didn't like that. Now, if you like that, that's awesome. But if there's a part of you that knows that you have more potential, that knows that next year you want to be more activated, that knows that next year you want to get after some things that are really important, the thing that's most fascinating about this is that I don't think we recognize how much growth, learning, and moving forward towards something are part of happiness. I think we think of goals as success 
and achievement. And because we've made it about the result, because we've made it about the bestseller list, because we've made it about the charts, because we've made it about the rich list, that does become about success and achievement. But who we become in the journey towards our goal, that's what goals are for. A good goal is a goal that makes you better than you were, right? That's a good goal. A good goal is not one you reach. A good goal is one that makes you better than you were. And so I think we often don't realize that striving, moving towards something without the pressure of getting there is actually good for our mental health. It's actually good for our happiness. I'm reading this from a journal. Psychologists conducted a study where people documented major life events in an ongoing diary over the course of three months, nine months, and four and a half years after the events happened. People who engage in a variety of experiences are more likely to retain positive emotions and minimize negative ones than people who have fewer experiences. A study conducted by Yale researchers found that the only time we learn is when there is uncertainty in our emotions. It's impossible to learn in any atmosphere that is too comfortable and familiar. You learn more when you're challenged or when you have to work harder to keep up. So I love those two studies because we start recognizing, okay, well, I need to have new experiences. I need to put myself in new places. And I only learn when things are uncomfortable. Now, I don't need to make my life uncomfortable or uncertain, but what if I have a discomfort day, right? Or maybe you're like, Jay, I already have uncomfortable mornings. Maybe I just need to look at them differently. So an example of this is I walk into a lot of stores. And if you're like me, I've been, you know, I generally, I mean, living in LA, I dress very casually. I'll be wearing sweats, wearing my new favorite Elwood sweats. Shout out to Justin and the team at Elwood. If you're not wearing Elwood sweats, this is not an ad, by the way. I'm just a big fan of the brand and I'm genuinely wearing it right now. Uh, but I'll walk into a store in those sweats. What I find so often is that I'm in my comfort zone wearing sweats and then when I see something that's different to that item of clothing, it's hard for me to imagine myself in it. And anyone who knows they've only worn the same thing for two years totally can relate to this. And then when you start putting on things that have a different silhouette or have a different outline or make you look a bit different, it's challenging, right? It's challenging even to change what you wear. So imagine how challenging it is to change how you think, what you believe, your values, right? We get so stuck. I have a friend who literally has been wearing sweats for the last three years to dinner, anywhere, everywhere. Now, I don't have anything against sweats, but it was really interesting that I was having this conversation with him. He's struggling in, in some of his work stuff right now, and I was telling him how he needs to change his environment if he's to change his mind. Changing your environment includes your office space, your mind space, your the first thing you see in the morning. I think we underestimate the power of the first thing you see in the morning. For most of us, it's news, notifications, negativity, and noise. What if it was your favorite work of art? What if it was a picture of your family that brought you joy? What if it was the name of your brand? What if it was your favorite lyric? or affirmation? What is the first thing you see in the morning? 
Now, I want to talk about what comfort does. When you stay in comfort, it's interesting because it creates something. And what it creates is complacency. And I want to give a scaled up example of this. So I read a book a few years ago. It's a book that truly changed my life. It's called Exponential Organizations. And it's all about how the greatest companies in the world think exponentially. And so this was one of the first books that talked about the idea that Airbnb has access to more real estate than any hotel company in the world. Uber has access to more vehicles than any car service. Instagram has more access to media, but doesn't make any. Think about that. In 10 to 20 years, these companies have achieved what it's taken companies 50 plus years to achieve. And a lot of these companies achieved that within their first 10 years. It's unbelievable because there was a lot of complacency and comfort from all these other companies where these other organizations, these exponential organizations, were able to supersede and move super fast past them. And comfort and complacency creates this stagnation. And there's two sentences that are always quoted as being frames of mind that hold us back. And they're seven word phrases. One of them is, we have always done it that way. I have always done it that way. I always do it that way, right? How many times does that thought come up into your mind or in your language of, yeah, I know how to do that. We've always done that, right? And the other one that we say a lot is, if it's not broken, don't fix it. If it's not broken, just counting, <laughs> don't fix it, right? Like those two statements create comfort and complacency. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to reflect where in your life are you starting to see comfort creep in? Because that's the other thing about comfort. It doesn't break in. Comfort creeps in. That's why we don't see it. Comfort creeps in. It doesn't break in. If it broke in, you'd notice it. But comfort creeps in ever so slowly that you don't even know how it got involved how it got engaged, how it was invited in. And so I want you to become really aware of where are those blind spots. I had a friend ask me the other day, what are your blind spots, Jay, for next year? And I thought, what a brilliant question, because if I know that I'm not blind, and that's why it was a genius question. And so what are your blind spots? Think about that for a second. What is something in 2023 that you're not even aware of that might affect you? What is something that you think you've been blind to or you're often blind to? I realize for me, one of the biggest ones every year is getting so good at saying no. Learning how to say no is a blind spot for me. I overcommit, I overgive, I overserve, I overpush because I want to be there, I want to show up and it's challenging and I'm trying to understand. So that's me pushing myself out of my comfort zone but what I've realized is that really pushing myself out of a, my comfort zone is learning how to say no, right? It's really interesting. I was speaking to my friend from Yes Theory, Amar, the other day. And Amar was saying that for years, Yes Theory, if you don't know them, amazing YouTube channel, what they do is they said yes to a lot of crazy challenges, right? They've gone and done incredible things like find their way out of a country that they got dropped in without a phone, 
uh, going to like hidden places across the world, trekking in the snow and ice and all these different physical and mental challenges. And he was saying that doing the next big thing, which was uncomfortable when they started, actually became comfortable. Think about that for a second. The thing that used to make you uncomfortable now has started to make you comfortable. So he said that we realized that we were in our comfort zone. And he said that now the greatest route to being out of his comfort zone is actually being alone with his thoughts for 15 minutes, meditating in the morning. So I love that idea that what is it that used to challenge you before? Now you may even have mastered it or pushed yourself to create a discipline out of it. Now you have to find that next challenge in another way. What you've conquered is no longer your discomfort zone. And so I want you to think about that, that sometimes you'll find what are you complacent about, but sometimes it's what have you conquered? What have you built? What have you achieved that now isn't challenging you in the same way? And the interesting thing is that complacency and comfort lead to a crash. And we see this with companies, we see this with individuals. I love the examples of, I remember a few years ago, I interviewed Mark Randolph, the co-founder of a huge company. But at one point he had a small company and he said that they were around $52 million in debt. And he said they would have done anything to get the company off their hands. If someone offered them $52 million, they would have taken it to be at zero just to break even to get out of it because it wasn't going in the right direction. And he said that they even flew, they saved what they had, flew to this company, this big company, who was going to buy them. This company turned down buying them for 50 million. And this bigger company turned down buying them, I heard like three times. That big company was Blockbuster. And that small company was Netflix. Right, Mark Randolph, the co-founder of Netflix, was telling me this story on the podcast. He was one of the first ever guests around three years ago now, three and a half years ago. And it's incredible, right, that a company like Blockbuster with the success that it had, it just doesn't connect. You're just not aware because you get complacent, you get comfortable. Another good example that I like to talk about is Nokia. How many of you remember Snake One? And how many of you remember Snake Two? And how many of you are still waiting for Snake 3, right? Like, it didn't happen. Complacency, comfort. And so you don't even know what complacency and comfort steal from you. That's what's so interesting. They're such fascinating thieves. Or they're such fascinating thieves that we don't even know what they'll steal from us. I don't want them to steal your potential. I don't want them to steal your service. Now, this doesn't mean you have to hustle or you have to like push yourself and become productive. That's not my point. My point is, where are you getting complacent and comfortable where you don't want to be? That's the question. The question isn't how can you push yourself harder and how can you make yourself work more? That's not the question. The question is, what is the area in your life where you're getting comfortable and complacent that you don't want to get comfortable and complacent in? And the other question is, what are your blind spots? What are those areas that you're not even conscious of that are affecting your potential? Being limitless is about being comfortable with discomfort. Do you believe that people were comfortable going to the space or moon? You know, do you think people were comfortable? Do you think you were comfortable taking your first few steps as a baby? 
if you think about being a child, you did something uncomfortable every few months, right? You started to walk when you couldn't. You started to crawl when you couldn't. You started to roll over when you couldn't. You started to put yourself to bed when you couldn't. You started to eat things when you didn't know you could. You started to talk when you didn't know you could. You constantly grew and you grew fast and look what it created. And for some reason, when we finish college, we finish school, whatever it may be, it's feel like you're grown now, like you're a grown up, right? You're grown up, no more growing left. Doesn't make sense. You're a grown up, no more growing left. No, if you're grown up, keep growing, right? If you're a grown up, keep growing. I want to be a growing up. I think we've just put these phrases into the world that have stunted our growth. When you think about curiosity killed a cat, and I'll get onto that. Curiosity didn't kill the cat, complacency did. But if you always heard that as a kid, you became more safe. You became less pro-risk. And there's benefit in this. I'm not saying there's no benefit in safety. There is. But there's also benefit in the opposite. And I think what I'm finding is we're not trying to choose an extreme. We're not trying to choose one or the other. What we're trying as a collective is to find that middle path. How many of you were first comfortable when you started doing what you are doing now? I'm sure none of you are comfortable. I'm sure you still feel discomfort when you try something new. All the best stuff happened when we put ourselves into uncomfortable situations. All our best stuff came from that, right? Reflect on that for a second. How many of your best moments came from things that were uncomfortable. Now, I want you to take the opposite path. So we talked about one pathway. Comfort leads to complacency, leads to crashing, right? Comfort, complacency, crash. And that's the journey we go on. We start with getting comfortable. It creeps in. As it creeps in and it develops, right, we end up getting complacent. And then as complacency develops, we crash. Now, even before comfort, is casualness, right? So you may not even be comfortable, but there may be like a casual feeling around certain things. As you become more casual, you become more comfortable. And so I want you to ask yourself, where are you starting to see signs of that journey? And how are you going to limit that journey controlling you? Now, the opposite journey starts with curiosity, right? Curiosity. There's a beautiful quote by Zig Ziglar that I love. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Curiosity. What are you curious about? What are you not leaning into? What have you been thinking about for two years? Oh, I really want to do a podcast. Oh, I really want to write a book. Oh, I really want to act. Whatever it may be. You're curious about it, but you haven't followed that curiosity. Why? Because you've been comfortable and complacent. I'm doing a world tour next year, everyone. I am so excited and I want you to head over to jshettytour.com to get your tour dates and buy your tour tickets. And I want you to head to eightrulesoflove.com to buy and pre-order the book. But jshettytour.com, I'm coming on tour. Now I'm, it's a big tour. It's like, I'm going all across the world. I'm, I'm excited for you to sell out every place, obviously, that I visit. It's, uh, I've never done it before. I'm super new. I mean, I'm very comfortable being on stage. I love that part, but I've never traveled so much to so many cities in such a short space of time. But I'm curious. I've been curious about going on tour for such a long time. So here we are. And so curiosity helps you build competence. 
as you get curious, what you have to do, the mistake we make is we let curiosities remain a passion, which means they give us diminishing returns. So here's the thing. If you're passionate about something, if you're curious about something, but you don't get good at it, it gives you less and less joy. Have you ever found that when you want to learn a language, but you don't learn it quick enough and now it just frustrates you, right? Almost the idea upsets you. Even when someone says it at dinner, it triggers you because you know you haven't made progress, right? If you say, oh, I really want to launch a podcast, I really want to write a book, but you don't build your competence in it, then when someone brings it up, it kind of like makes you feel uncomfortable. So we create our own discomfort because we don't build competence. So figure out that course, that program you need to go on to build your competence, your skills. We now have over a thousand Jay Shetty certified coaches. And I found that all of these coaches have built an incredible competence, not just to be great coaches, but to be great parents, partners, professionals, friends. So curiosity leads to competence, which leads to crushing it, right? We have that choice. Do we want to crash or do we want to crush? And there's only one letter difference in those two words, and it's you, right? It's a choice that you make, that you take the path of curiosity or you take the path of comfort. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be comfortable in your life, that you shouldn't have comforts in your life. That's a different conversation. I actually find that I live 75% of my life in my discomfort zone. And so my personal life is very comfortable. I have a very comfortable bed. <laughs> I travel very comfortably because... 75% of my life is uncomfortable. When I get off a plane, I have to do something uncomfortable, right? When I wake up in the morning, I often have to do something uncomfortable early in the morning. And so I've tried to make my life surrounding that comfortable so that it can catch me, so that not everything is uncomfortable, right? You can't have a life where everything, so my personal needs are comfortable as opposed to my challenges that I take on. Now I'm going to ask you this question. What are three things you know you need to do to transform your life next year? What are three things you know you need to do? Here's the thing. You know your life better than I do. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to help you figure out how to do it and how to think about it. What are the three things you need to do? I'm going to tell you what are the three things stopping you from doing those three things. The first thing is you need to set challenges, not just goals, challenges. And I think this is the mindset switch. We keep setting goals and then we keep feeling disappointed that we don't reach them. Set challenges. What are you challenging yourself to do? Not where are you trying to get, not what goal or target you're trying to hit. What is the challenge you're setting yourself? I challenge myself to go on a world tour, right? That's a challenge. My goal isn't do a world tour. My goal is, my, my challenge is, do a world tour, right? Go on a world tour. I challenge myself to take a world tour. It gets exciting. You're competitive with yourself. We always say that, oh no, I don't compete against anyone. I compete against me, right? We all say that, but what does that mean? It means you challenge yourself. A competitor's only role is to challenge you to become better. That's what competitors are for. That's what comparison is for. It's not to make you feel worse. It's to make you want to be better in things you care about. So if you're going to make yourself your own competitor, that has to be how you use it. So find someone in your life that challenges you, but challenge yourself. Someone that keeps you in accountable. Share an audacious challenge with yourself and the person that you want to have in your life. One that makes you feel a little uncomfortable, but you're excited about it, right? The second step is figure out what in your day-to-day -day needs to change, what in your environment 
needs to change? What about your environment is getting too comfortable? Have you created a weekend routine that's too comfortable, a morning routine that's too comfortable? And I don't want you to be harsh on yourself and I don't want you to make big changes. You can listen to my episode on habits to help you figure that out. And the third step is I want you to repeat these three affirmations. I even want you to write them down. I am ready to go to the next level. Repeat that after me. I am ready to go to the next level. I am ready to go to the next level. Now this one, take it internally. I can do hard things. I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And the third one is, I will not settle for less than I deserve. I will not settle for less than I deserve. I will not settle for less than I deserve. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so grateful for all the love, all the energy this year. We've got a few more weeks to make 2022 amazing and I'm going to be starting 2023 with a bang. We've got so many great episodes for health and wellness, for mindset, for your gut, for your heart health, for your mental health, deeply powerful conversations with people that we know and love. I'm so excited for 2023 and I'm going to help you be excited and energized for it as well. Keep tuning into On Purpose. I'll see you again next week or tomorrow. Thank you so much. Take care.